And uh, we're going to start with the connective tissue. Connective tissue is, as I was saying before in one of the slides, is one of the most abundant. We find connective tissue everywhere, many places in almost every single organ, <coughs> you will find connective tissue. Functions are described here. Connecting, connective tissue comes from connection, connecting, binding, support. We have seen connective tissue in the basal surface of the epithelium, support, protection, insulation, storing reserve fuel, transport of substances like the blood, which is a type of connective tissue also. And regarding the classification, we can classify this in four main groups. First, connective tissue proper. Second, cartilage. Third, bone. And fourth, the blood. The blood is considered connective tissue, although it's fluid, but it has all the components of a connective tissue. Some places in some books, they don't consider it a connective tissue and they study separately. But here we, we include it as part of the connective tissue. Although there is a different chapter where we give more explanations about the blood and the components and every part of it. So four main groups, connective tissue proper, cartilage, bone, and blood. Now, in each of these groups, we will find many different subtypes. These two tables are two tables that summarize all the types of tissues, so let's just go over them. We can go back like a review when we finish the description of all these tissues. Characteristics of the connective tissues. First, all of them, they have a common origin. Mesenchyme. Mesenchyme is that tissue that we have during the development, when we are embryos and we have like very, very small size and very limited number of cells. Well, that tissue is called mesenchyme, and that will give place to all these types of connective tissues. All of them have a common origin, the mesenchyme. Second, they have different degrees of vascularity, which means they have blood vessels in more or less amount, depending on the type. For instance, the bone is highly vascularized. They have a lot of blood vessels. Cartilage is avascular. There's no blood vessels in the cartilage. So there are different degrees of vascularity, different degrees, different amounts of blood vessels. And the third characteristic is that the cells are like suspended, embedded in a substance that looks like a gelatin. And that's called extracellular matrix or ACM. And what gelatin is made of? Proteins and sugars. It supports all the cells 
and it gives the characteristics to the different types of connective tissue. So extracellular matrix and cells are the components of all these connective tissues. Three characteristics of the connective tissues. Extracellular matrix plus cells. These two, ground substance and fibers, is what we called in the previous slide ECM. Ground substance and fibers are ECM, extracellular matrix. And the cells, that's what make up a connective tissue. Now, how these elements are arranged, how much of each of cells, how many of cells, how much ground substance, how many fibers the tissue have, that will make the difference in every type of tissue. What is ground substance? This is what it makes or gives this appearance of a gelatin. It's made of water, of course, interstitial fluid. There are proteins that work or serve, serve as adhesion proteins, like glue. Sugar proteins called proteoglycans from proteins, glycans form carbohydrates, so there's sugar proteins. Chondroitin sulfate, hyaluronic acid. Chondroitin sulfate and hyaluronic acid, these are the names of these proteoglycans. proteoglycans. Now, if you, if you have seen, sometimes perhaps in the stores, they sell these products uh, that are recommended for the joints, the people that have chronic pain in the joints, problems with osteoarthrosis, osteoarthritis, and you read the components and they say chondroitin sulfate and hyaluronic acid, different amounts, different products, MSM, triple flex, and glucosamine, and many other. Well, they contain these. What's the rationale? Well, the joints will have cartilage, the cartilage contains these substances, and taking supplements of these components, it seems that help to reinforce these structures. So that's a ground substance, made of sugar proteins, water, giving that type of gel-like material. Fibers. Fibers is another component of the extracellular matrix, and there are three types. First type, collagen fiber. Collagen fiber is very strong protein. It gives resistance, strength. Elastic fibers made of this protein called elastin allows for stretch and recoil. And number three, reticular fibers short fibers, fine 
that are, are arranged like in a network, a mesh. Some types of connective tissue, they have more of these fibers. Remember we said at the beginning, depending on the number of fibers, amount of fibers, amount of ground substance, that will determine the different types of connective tissue. So the fibers are three, collagen, elastic fibers, and reticular fibers. The cell component. Cells are divided in two types. The blast cells, the word blast stands for immature, young. So that means blast cells mean young cells. And they are young and immature because they are continuously actively producing ground substance and fibers. So these cells are the ones that produce the ground substance and fibers. These types of cells are described. Fibroblasts, fibroblasts, which are seen in connective tissue proper. Chondroblasts, the prefix chondro stands for cartilage, so the chondroblasts are found in cartilage. Osteoblast, prefix osteo stands for bone, so the osteoblasts are found in the bone. The last one here are hematopoietic stem cells. That's what we find in the blood type. And the other type of cell are called site because they stand for mature, less active cell. So, when young, these cells are called fibroblasts. But then when mature, they are called fibrocyte. Same for the chondroblasts. When they are mature, they are called chondrocyte. Or the osteoblasts are called osteocyte. And what happens when they get mature? Well, they are not producing ground substances anymore efficiently, and it enters into a cycle that we'll see for a specific type of tissue like when we do the bone. When we get into the bone, which is the next chapter after skin, we'll see how these osteoblasts turn into osteocyte in the process of production of bone. There are other types of cells in the connective tissue. Besides those that we mentioned, we find fat cells or adipose cells. They store fat, triglycerides, nutrients. White blood cells, like neutrophils, eosinophils, lymphocytes, these white blood cells are for defense. This is immune system, immune system. And even though they are blood cells, but these white blood cells, they get out of the blood and get into the tissues, into the connective tissue, when we have an infection, an infection of the skin. Well, there are these cells that get out of the blood vessels, enter into the connective tissue, and since the connective tissue is like a gel, 
they easily move in between and go and travel to find the possible bacteria or viruses that are causing that infection. Mast cells are specialized cells that are related with inflammatory response when fighting an infection. Macrophages are also cells from the immune system, defense mechanisms, that eat microorganisms or dead cells. All these cells are found in the connective tissue also. And this is how an artist represents all these types of cells and components of the connective tissue. Uh, we can see here the extracellular matrix. The ground substance is like the background in this, in this uh, drawing. Ground substance plus the fibers. The thickest of all are collagen fibers. The thinnest are the elastic fibers. Reticular fi fibers are even thinner, but they are organized in different ways, like not only longitudinal, like a mesh in different directions. And they are not seen usually. With the slides that we have there, we don't see the reticular fibers. We need special staining to see reticular fibers. So what we see usually with, those, with this type of staining in those slides is collagen fibers and elastic fibers. The thicker, collagen, thinner, elastic fibers. And the cells of different types, the fibroblast is the one that is producing all this ground substance and the fibers. We have lymphocytes, macrophages, which are immune system cells, fat cells, mast cells, neutrophils also immune system cells. So that's a representation of an artist of all these components of the connective tissue. Cells and extracellular matrix, which is composed by ground substance and fibers. So now let's go and see the types of connective tissue. We say that there are four main groups, connective tissue proper, cartilage, bone, and blood. Proper, connective tissue proper. There are two subgroups or subclasses. Connective tissue proper, loose, loose connective tissue, and connective tissue proper, dense connective tissue. In the loose group, we have three areolar, adipose, and reticular. We have seen in the slides, we have slides of areolar connective tissue and we have slides of adipose tissue. Those are the slides that you are drawing. And the dense connective tissues, we have dense regular and dense irregular. There's a third type called elastic connective tissue. And it's called elastic because there's predominance of elastic, elastic fibers. If you compare this list well, with your lab report, in your lab report you have areolar, you have adipose, you have dense regular, 
and you have dense irregular. That's the slides that we have for, and those are the tissues that we are emphasizing and focusing for our study. Loose embryolar adipose, dense, dense regular, dense irregular. Let's talk about areolar connective tissue. This is the one that is most widely distributed, distributed connective tissue. It's everywhere. It's in between other types of tissues. In between the muscle fibers, you have areolar connective tissue. Under the skin, the epithelium, you have areolar connective tissue. Under the cells of the intestine, you have areolar connective tissue. It's everywhere. Connective tissue proper loose, areolar, it contains fibroblasts. Those are the ones that produce the collagen fibers. Um, it contains macrophages, fat cells, other cells of the immune system, lymphocytes that we've seen in the diagram. The diagram is based on areolar connective tissue. That's a typical, we can say, the typical type of tissue that depicts all the components. And this is a slide for that type of tissue, areolar um, connective tissue. We can see the elastic fibers, which are the thinnest, collagen fibers, which are the thicker, the collagen fibers look like thick, pink fibers running across the field, and the dark fibers, thin fibers, are the elastic fibers. We see nuclei of fibroblasts here, although we don't see the cell completely, but we recognize the nucleus of the fibroblasts. Where we find it? Under the epithelium is a good example of that. That's the type of connective tissue we find under the epithelium. Around organs, packaging organs, surrounding capillary blood vessels. And you have here some words about the function. Wraps and cushions organs. It contains macrophages. Important role in inflammation. Adipose tissue. Adipose tissue are cells that contain fat, triglycerides, storage of nutrients for energy. The cells are, call, are called adipocytes or fat cells. There's a lot of blood vessels around them. It is important for shock absorption, insulation, not only energy storage, fat tissue it's good to keep storage of energy, storage of fat that will give us energy, and it also helps to insulate, to keep the body temperature. And it protects shock absorption. There are two types of fat as described here, white fat, brown fat. What is brown fat? It's a special type of fat, and the triglycerides, the fat has different composition. It is more commonly found in 
newborns. But then, as long as we grow up, we lose the white, I mean, the, the brown fat. We still keep some amount, especially in the back, under the skin, in the back, in the back of the head, around the neck, shoulders, most of the back. There are a few amount of brown fat, but we mostly don't have brown fat. Brown fat is more found in newborns and babies um, because they provide um, a lot of fuel that help to keep the temperature for longer. And that's the point in newborns, they need to keep the temperature for longer. Adipose tissue is seen like big bubbles, like big bubbles. How we know that we are seeing adipose tissue? Well, we see this big bubble, but then you will see, if you go around the line, around it, you will find the nucleus at some point. And the nucleus is like pushed against the wall. All this bubble is the cytoplasm. All this is a vesicle containing fat in the cytoplasm, and the nucleus is pushed against the wall of this cell. That's how we recognize the fat tissue. And it's everywhere also. Under the skin, we see fat tissue. And many of the slides that you have there, if you look around, you will see this type of fat tissue. And reticular connective tissue. Some words about this reticular connective tissue, although we don't have slides of this type. Um, the fibroblasts also produce these reticular fibers and make up a mesh-like structure called stroma that works as support for cells. Where we find reticular tissue in these organs, lymph nodes, spleen, and bone marrow, because it helps as support for these blood cells. That's what a stroma means. A stroma is like a frame, it's like a network or mesh that supports uh, the cells. And in this particular organs, there's a lot of reticular fibers, and that's what, what we call this reticular connective tissue. And the photograph, we see something like this. The reticular fibers are seen dark here, dark stained. There is a special staining here being used, the dark staining. We use a special staining to see these fibers. So if you see this, this is a, an example of the spleen. Uh, if you see this spleen with the regular dyes that we use, we don't see the reticular fibers. We have to use a special staining to see those reticular fibers like this. Again, we don't have that slide, so that's another type of tissue that you know that exists, where it is. You have pictures in the books, but we don't have it in here in our slides. Okay, that was the loose connective tissue, areolar, adipose, reticular. Now it goes to the dense connective types. There are three, dense, regular, dense, irregular, and elastic. Dense, regular, let's start with the dense, regular. Dense, regular, it is named like that because it contains thick collagen fibers, 
which are closely packed and they run in only one direction in the direction that the tissue is usually pulled or stretched and these collagen fibers densely packed they provide a lot of resistance to this type of tissue dense regular connective tissue where we find it here at the bottom tendons ligaments that's where we find dense regular connective tissue and these structures they need a lot of strength they need to be very resistant ligaments the ligaments around the ankle the ligaments around around the knee they are subject of a lot of tension especially during sports and so that's where we find dense regular connective tissue let's see some pictures here you go collagen fibers are all running in this direction they are densely packed you cannot see them individually some in some areas you can see the fibers like here individual but mostly are densely packed and you see like the background completely pink or pinkish and but you can recognize that the fibers are running in one direction not necessarily straight maybe wavy but all of them running in one direction and in between those fibers you can recognize some nuclei of fib fibroblasts or fibroblasts again tendons ligaments tendons and ligaments are a good example of this dense regular dense irregular you know the term dense is because they are densely packed and in this case the difference is that the fibers the collagen fibers which are a lot also and uh, they are running in different directions they are irregularly arranged so you can see it collagen fibers running in different directions like random directions and um, under the sections you see like I'll show you some pictures of the what's the difference that this dense irregular resists tension in many directions that's the one we have under the skin under the epithelium you can move your skin in different directions pull in different directions and it's very resistant dermis skin capsules of joints and in many organs that have fibrous covering we will find this like around the kidney for instance the kidney is surrounded by a thick membrane of dense irregular connective tissue it's called capsule the renal capsule some organs have this protection dense irregular which is seen like this collagen fibers are stained here they don't look kind of pink it look more purple it depends on the type of stain they use but here you can see the collagen fibers running in this direction some of them some others running this like curvy but and some others we don't see because this is a section in different directions they are not running in only one direction again where we find this the best example is the dermis dermis of the skin under the epithelium under the stratified squamous in the skin 
capsule of joints, so joints capsules, that's another good example of that, like the shoulder joint capsule, it is made of dense irregular connective tissue. And elastic, that's the third type. All the same components, it just means that they have more elastic fibers. More elastic fibers. Where do we find this? Well, some blood vessels called arteries, especially large arteries like the aorta, in the walls, they have elastic connective tissue. And the aorta has to uh, handle a lot of blood pressure, and that's why it needs elastic fibers so they can stretch and recoil, stretch and recoil. That's the elastic connective tissue. Some ligaments, may contain this type of tissue also. And again, the only difference is that they have more amount of elastic fibers. But fibroblasts, grow substance, everything is the same. This is a picture of elastic connective tissue. This is the wall, the wall of the aorta. And what we see here are the elastic fibers, all these dark lines running in this way, wavy, all of this, all these layers of elastic fibers. And that's in the wall of the aorta. It gives this elasticity. You can stretch and recoil. Here we see the aorta is that blood vessel that connects to the heart. And out of the heart, all the blood comes out with a lot of pressure, and the aorta has to handle that amount of pressure. That's why it has this type of elastic tissue. Okay, questions to this point. We have covered loose and dense connective tissue with all the types, subtypes. There are two more cartilage and bone to cover. Let's do cartilage. In this case, the cells are called chondroblasts when they are young, and chondrocytes when they are adult or mature. Cartilage contains a lot of water, up to 80% of water. And the sugar proteins are chondroitin sulfate and hyaluronic acid. Very flexible material. The ground substance and fibers, they make up this substance that looks like plastic. Um, very flexible. And this is the most important characteristic of the cartilage is avascular, no blood vessels, no blood vessels. How the cells receive the nutrients? Well, the nutrients diffuse in these ground substance, chondroitin and hyaluronic acid. The perichondrium is the membrane that surrounds these cartilages, and this perichondrium is the one that receives the nutrients and sends it across the ground substance, and also the place where the cells are originated, chondroblasts and chondrocytes. Let's see a picture to see this better. There are three types. Hyaline cartilage, elastic cartilage, and fibrocartilage. Hyaline cartilage is the most abundant type. 
you can find examples. The nose, cartilage you have in the nose is a hyaline type. The trachea, larynx, here the Adam's apple that you touch is cartilage, is hyaline cartilage. The ribs contain cartilage, that is hyaline cartilage. Elastic cartilage, as the name says, elastic, because it contains more elastic fibers. That's all about it. Where? Ears. Epiglottis, which is in the throat. The ear is elastic. You can just bend your ear and then let it go, and it goes back to the initial position, because it has a lot of elastic fibers. Stretch and recoil. And fibrocartilage is very strong. It has more collagen fibers. It has more collagen fibers. And it's made for resistance, protection. We find them in the intervertebral discs in between the vertebrae. And we jump all the weight of our body. If there were no fibrocartilage intervertebral discs, we would collapse and break all our vertebrae in the vertebral column. The knee, the menisci in the knee, these little cartilage pads that we have in the knee, they are fibrocartilage. The knee supports the body weight. It's one of the joints that supports most of the body weight. So three types of cartilage, hyaline, elastic cartilage, and fibrocartilage. Let's see the hyaline cartilage first. Okay, the description of the picture here. What we have in the picture is cells called chondrocytes inside a space called lacuna. So the lacuna will be all this space. And inside we see two chondrocytes. Two chondrocytes. Here you see another chondrocyte in the lacuna. And the background, all this, that's the extracellular matrix made of ground substance and fibers. Thing is that this extracellular matrix, it gives this appearance of like a plastic and hard, but resistant or elastic in some cases. So hyaline cartilage is found, there's examples here, we mentioned some of them, the costal cartilages, nose, trachea, larynx, elastic cartilage. The difference with the hyaline cartilage is that this type of cartilage contains more elastic fibers, that's it because the rest is the same. You can see the chondrocytes in the lacuna, same as in the hyaline cartilage. And notice that to see elastic fibers, we need a special staining. So we need to have a special staining to see the elastic fibers. You can see here in this uh, photograph, the background, the extracellular matrix shows these dark thin lines. Those are elastic fibers, have been stained with this special die. Well, where we find the elastic cartilage, we said two things, ear and epiglottis. And the fibrocartilage, the third type. 
Fibrocartilage contains lots of collagen fibers. And the collagen fibers here are stained in blue. All these blue wavy lines are the collagen fibers. Again, we need a special staining to see this. Otherwise, we'll just, just see as a hyaline cartilage. Because the chondrocytes will be always be inside the lacuna. You can see it here, all of them inside the lacuna. Example of this, intervertebral discs, knee joint. Pubic symphysis. Well, pubic symphysis is a place where two pelvic bones, they meet anteriorly. That place is called symphysis pubis. We find fibrocartilage also there. After the three types of cartilage, bone. Bone is also called os osseous tissue. Osseous, osteo, means bone. Support, protection, main functions of the bone. It's bone because calcium salts, calcium salts, calcium crystals are formed and that will give the appearance of stone, a very hard material. Osteoblasts are the cells. When young, osteoblasts, they produce the matrix. They produce all these uh, proteoglycans, fibers, collagen fibers are also present here. Actually more collagen than the cartilage. But then it gets calcified. Calcium salts precipitate and form this matrix, which is the bone, the hard material. And when these cells are mature, called osteocytes, they help to maintain that matrix. And they are found in lacunae. We have seen chondrocytes in lacunae also. Those are spaces where the cells are. In this case, it's surrounded by bone, by precipitated calcium salts. Well, under the microscope, we describe the structure of the bone tissue in units called osteons, which look like concentric rings. I'll show you the picture. And this is another important thing. Richly vascularized. It's a lot of blood vessels in the bone. Difference with the, with the cartilage? There's no blood vessels in the cartilage. So here we have a bone. What is the osteon? Well, the osteon is this structure, this circular structure. That's called an osteon. And it's made of concentric layers, concentric rings. All these little things that look like spiders are the osteocytes in the lacunae. Osteocytes in the lacuna. Again, this is another special staining. This is called ground bone. This is actually the bone. There is hard bone, like the skeleton. What they do is treat it partially and make a section. And that's what we see this. And just like this label as ground, dry bone. Um, and this is how it looks. If you see the osteon in the central aspect, in the central aspect here, this dark circle, is called central canal. 
with as a place for a blood vessel. That's actually a blood vessel running there. That's what we say, bone is highly vascularized. There's a lot of blood vessels in the bone. Blood is fluid. It's fluid, but it contains cells and matrix. In this case, the matrix is a fluid part of the plasma. That's why it's included as part of a, a type of connective tissue. What are the cells? Red blood cells, white blood cells, and platelets are the components, the cells components of the blood. And how about the matrix? The matrix is made of fibers, which in the case of blood are dissolved in the plasma. And of course, the plasma with all the components, they make out the ground substance. And that's a picture of the blood showing some components in the red blood cells and different types of white blood cells. In this case, this is a lymphocyte. This one is called neutrophil, but both are white blood cells. Muscle tissue. Muscle tissue is of three types. Skeletal muscle, cardiac muscle, and smooth muscle. Three types of cells. Main function, movement. It provides movement. Highly vascularized again, because that means that since there's a lot of movement, it needs a lot of energy. Energy has to be provided all the time by the blood. Oxygen is needed in large amounts. And this muscle tissue, the cells, the cells are specialized because they have these proteins called actin and myosin, which are contractile proteins. And these are special proteins that allow contraction of the muscle cell. So again, three types, skeletal, cardiac, and smooth muscle. And under the microscope, they have very particular characteristics, each of them. First, skeletal muscle. As the name says, attached to bones, to the skeleton. This type of muscle is voluntary. That means that we can consciously control. We can contract our muscles to our will. And the cells are called, or muscle cells, or can be called muscle fibers. Muscle fibers because they are very long cells, very long cells that contain many nuclei. Many nuclei, and that's why you can call it muscle cell or muscle fiber, for skeletal muscle. And under the microscope, it shows estriations or bands running across. That's what we see here. Skeletal muscle. The muscle fiber is this long. All this, and it's partially being cut. And you have many nuclei. You have one nucleus here, two, three, 
is multinucleated. The fiber, muscle fiber is multinucleated and very long. And these are the estriations, the bands running across. And that is the arrangement of these proteins, actin and myosin, that give this appearance. That's one of the things that you look under the microscope, the presence of estriations, muscle fibers, long cells with many nuclei, that's skeletal muscle. Cardiac muscle, as the name says, cardiac from heart, is only found in the heart. Difference with the skeletal, this is involuntary muscle. You cannot control the contraction of this muscle, it's automatic. There are different mechanisms that control this. But we, don't, we cannot control the contraction of the cardiac muscle. But they share this characteristic with the skeletal muscle that it contains estriations. Estriations. But they are not multinucleated, they have only one nucleus. Instead, they are not long cells. Instead, they are shorter cells. And they are connected to each other. We can see those connections, and they are called intercalated disks. Under the microscope, let's take a look. We see nucleus here, and this belongs to only one cell. Only one cell. These are the nucleus belongs to a different cell. And these intercalated disks, these dark lines, are the connections. So one cell comes in this way, and the other cell is here. They are not so long as the skeletal muscle. But they do have estriations. You can see the estriations. If you see them, the bands running across. So those are the main features of the cardiac muscle, involuntary muscle. These intercalated discs are the connections in between each cell, and there's a lot of gap junctions here, this specialized type of cell junction. Smooth muscle. Smooth muscle is involuntary, as well as the cardiac muscle. And here's the difference, there's no estriations. There's no visible estriations. Still, actin myosin is inside the cells, but it's arranged in a different way. We don't see estriations. Where we find it? In the walls of hollow organs, like digestive tract, small intestine, large intestine, stomach, the walls are made of smooth muscle. The cells are not long like the skeletal muscle. The cell is short, it's kind of spindle-shaped. One nucleus, only one nucleus. And we see it like this. If we try to draw one of the cells, the cell will be like this way, this, with only one nucleus. And the other cell will come in this way, the spindle shape. Only one nucleus, as depicted here very well. No estriations, no estriations. And where? In the walls of hollow organs. Stomach, small intestine, large intestine, 
in the urinary system also, ureters, urinary bladder, the walls contain smooth muscle. And we cannot control the contraction of these stuck muscles, smooth muscle, involuntary. And finally, nervous tissue. Neurons are the cells. A very specialized function. They are present in the brain, spinal cord, nerves. And we'll get, when we get to the nervous system, we'll get very detailed about the function of these cells, the structure of these cells. We'll see, see them again, and we'll describe the, all these functions. And a diagram, I mean a picture, a photograph of this. The neuron, which is the unit and the most representative cell of the nervous tissue, the neuron has these parts. The cell body, which is star-shaped, and the neuron process, which is made of a long projection called axon, and short projections like branches of a tree called dendrites. Production of electrical impulse, that's the main function of the neurons, electrical impulse, conduction of the impulse, messages that will be directed to some part of the body, like for movement of muscles, secretion of hormones, many, many functions. And here we can see some of these parts, like this is the body of the neuron, and this is a long process called the axon. The nucleus, this is a, another special staining that is used for nervous system to see the neurons. All right, questions, comments to this point?